0: Guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the wonderful The Arsenio ZSL Podcast, man. So grateful to be back, and today we're going to be diving into some really, really, really good stuff, okay? This is the lecture note-taking. Now, remember, guys, I do have a $5 webinar that is available for everyone out there. It's on my website. Follow me on IG, again, or message me on IG and say, hey, I'm very interested in that $5 webinar because... Again, it's all about the different styles of note-taking that's ultimately going to benefit you so that you can boost your score. I have so many students right now. The frustration is uh, uh, just super high, okay? Palpable. Just because they do not they, – they believe uh, – they don't have a lot of self-agency. They don't believe in themselves, and they have a very pessimistic outlook for what they can achieve in the TOEFL. And so this is very, very important to tackle and say, okay, how can I raise and begin to raise my self-agency? Well, I got to be accountable and be very frank with myself and say to myself, well, I'm not that very good at note-taking. So what do I have to do to improve it? This is exactly what I did with my student today. So I hope you guys enjoy this and let's dive right in. Behavior class. Animal behavior.
1: Okay. Well, last time we talked about passive habitat selection like plants, for example, they don't make active choices about where to grow. They're dispersed by some other agent, like the wind. And if the seeds land in a suitable habitat, they do well and reproduce. With active habitat selection, an organism is able to physically select where to live and breed. And because an animal's breeding habitat is so important, we'd expect animal species to have developed preferences for particular types of habitats. Places where their offspring have the best chance of survival. So let's look at the effect these preferences can have by looking at some examples. But first let's recap. What do we mean by habitat? Frank?
2: Well, it's basically the place or environment where an organism normally lives and grows.
1: Right. And as we've discussed, there's some key elements that a habitat must contain. Food, obviously. water and it's got to have the right climate and spaces for physical protection. And we saw how important habitat selection is when we looked at habitats where some of these factors are removed, perhaps through habitat destruction. Um, I just read about a shorebird, the plover. The plover lives by the ocean and feeds on small shellfish, insects, and plants. It blends in with the sand, so it's well camouflaged from predator birds above. But it lays its eggs in shallow depressions in the sand with very little protection around them. So if there are people or dogs on the beach, the eggs and fledglings in the nests are really vulnerable. Out in California where there's been a lot of human development by the ocean, the plovers are now a threatened species. So conservationists tried to create a new habitat for them. They made artificial beaches and sandbars in areas inaccessible to people and dogs and the plover population is up quite a bit in those places. OK, that's an instance where a habitat is made less suitable. But now, what about cases where an animal exhibits a clear choice between two suitable habitats? In cases like that, does the preference matter? Well, let's look at the blue warbler. The blue warbler is a songbird that lives in North America. They clearly prefer hardwood forests with dense shrubs, um, bushes, underneath the trees. They actually nest in the shrubs, not the trees. So they're pretty close to the ground. But these warblers also nest in forests that have low shrub density. It's usually the younger warblers that nest in these areas because the preferred spots where there are a lot of shrubs are taken by the older, more dominant birds. And the choice of habitat seems to affect reproductive success because the older, more experienced birds who nest in the high-density shrub areas have significantly more offspring than those in low-density areas, which suggests that the choice of where to nest does have an impact on the number of chicks they have. But a preferred environment doesn't always seem to correlate with greater reproductive success. For example, in Europe, studies have been done of black-cap warblers. We just call them black-caps. The black-cap can be found in two different environments. Um, Their preferred habitat is forests near the edges of streams. However, black-caps also live in pine woods away from water. Studies have been done on the reproductive success rates for the birds in both areas. And the results showed, surprisingly, that the reproductive success was essentially the same in both areas, the preferred and the second-choice habitat. Well, why? It turned out that there were actually four times as many bird pairs, or couples, living in the stream-edge habitat compared to the area away from the stream, so the stream edge area had a much denser population which meant more members of the same species competing for resources wanting to feed on the same things or build their nests in the same places which lowered the suitability of the prime habitat even though it's their preferred habitat so the results of the study suggest that when the number of competitors in the prime habitat reaches a certain point the second-ranked habitat becomes just as successful as the prime habitat, just because there are fewer members of the same species living there. So it looks like competition for resources is another important factor in determining if a particular habitat is suitable.
0: Blah, 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 Okay, I took down a lot of notes. What is
1: the main purpose of the lecture? That was
0: a carajo. I know that was a cabrón. I know. Oh, my goodness gracious. Okay, what is the main purpose of the lecture? All right. So she said in the class before was about passive habitats. And then this class is about active habitats. And she gave examples of three different birds in terms of prefer versus this. So what would you choose? OK, she's thinking. So let's go through some uh, yeah. to compare, to show, to compare to. Examine. I go for the B. OK, so I'm going to eliminate D to examine the consequences. Has nothing to do with that. Habitat requirements. I don't know if it's about requirements. Habitat preferences. Ooh, that's why you like B to compare active habitat versus passive. No, passive was only mentioned very briefly at the beginning. So let's see. Is it B or is it C? Oh, my goodness gracious. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The consequences of habitat selection by animals. Where are the consequences? Although I do understand that, okay, less bird species, less offspring. But the entire audio isn't about that. So I do not know if I can agree with D. Okay, the Indians done fuck that one up. Because again. Is the entire audio, is the main purpose of this lecture is to talk about the negative in terms of, oh, yeah, well, there there are, you know, the consequences of habitat selection. Did I write down a lot of negative language in terms of that? And I understand the impact of this shrub area, this, that. It's a lot of comparison, Mm -hmm. right? And so that's why I said I like B or C. D, I just do not believe D to be an answer. I just do not believe D to be an answer. So India, y'all fuck that one up. Okay, let's be honest. All right, y'all some shitty ones. Okay, fuck that one up. Okay, <laughs> fuck the motherfuckers. Okay, let's keep it going. What element? What of-
1: element of the plovers' habitat in California was threatened?
0: Ooh, did I write down California? Now I write. I wrote down plover here, and I did write down plover here. Uh, what is it in California here? C. The safety of the nest from human activity. You said C. Oh, B. No, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, don't start switching it up now. See, this is what I get real nervous about. Some students, they start switching shit up real quick. And I'm like, hey, hey, mira, 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 comete, 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 comete. comete. Okay, because remember, it says if, about... people, if people and dogs are on the beach, they are vulnerable. Yeah,
2: many people upside down. Yeah. Stick and... with that first answer,
0: señorita. And remember, yeah, I guy... say to
2: the water because uh, she told about the beach, it's a lot of
0: beach, you know. The beach or the bitch? Okay. All right. <laughs> no, because I hear in Thailand, some Thai students, some of my Thai students, they say bitch. I said, What you call me? Okay, so <laughs> anyways, all right. <laughs> all right, let's keep it going. Good, good. So again, did I write down food here? No. Although food was in the main idea with the plover, has nothing to do with why the habitat in California is threatened. I'm going to immediately look for California. This is a proper noun. I wrote that down because I knew that that could potentially be an answer. So I'm like, okay, California, that has to be an answer. All right, I'm going to hurry up and go look for it. I went straight to California and it said plover threatened. But this talks about what conservationists are doing. So I'm not going to choose anything here. I'm going to choose what was before. If people and dogs are on the beach, the habitats are vulnerable. Safety of the nest from human activity. I wrote down people. Boom. All right. Let's keep it going.
2: What
1: does the the professor illustrate with the example of the blue warbler?
0: Mm. So we're going to go back down here. It says blue warbler. It's a songbird. Now we're talking about what does the professor illustrate? We're talking about what does he illustrate with the example of the warbler? Well, remember, it was about low shrub density and high shrub density. What was that? See? See, the advantages of habitats with low vegetation density. Uh, hold on. The relationship between human activity, absolutely not. The relationship between habitat and reproductive reproductive success. Well, look right here. Uh oh. For mm-hmm. the reproductive advantage that young warblers have over older
2: warblers. But that they say relation between habitat and reproductive success right they have have high high cold
0: bears no more babies the high density shrubs have more babies see it says the advantages of habitats with low vegetation no it should have said high vegetation Because high vegetation or high density equals more babies. So I don't like C either. I believe B, the relationship between habitat and reproductive success is the answer. But do you understand why that's the answer? Yeah. Because I'm looking, I'm literally looking over here at, what is it? Affects reproductive success, the one that I had highlighted. And this is kind of why I'm kind of choosing between B and D. But again, the reproductive advantage that young warblers
2: don't have, no. I think in this high density beers that I mean it's more beers need eat more. For this reason, low vegetation density.
0: Is not good. It should read the disadvantages of habitats. That's what C should say. Because you're saying high
2: Advantage. People. Oh, no. That is not advantage.
0: Exactly. Yeah. It's a disadvantage being in the lower density. Correct, though? Mm-hmm. This is why I would choose B. Boom. You know, for, say, for tell you something, in my
2: first board, in for dentistry, I take two times the board, but the first one, I take uh, I lose the test because, uh, I confuse in the words. Yeah. With the words, this words advantage, you know, appear in my exam. How many times? More than. I don't know. Maybe in twenty question or, or more than twenty. I don't know. But always when I read advantage, always I think in this in in, in translation. Yep. This um own advantage.
0: You said own Ad- advantage.
2: Yes, On advantage is. Uh. Is the opposite, no? Uh, I confuse.
0: Just as what yeah. was happening just now. I
2: understand. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, oh, my God. Because then I, that's why...
0: So I try to explain... Damn. So that's what happened on the board, huh? Yeah. It's still um, re- I
2: still... I lose many questions for that reason. Damn. For confuse the words.
0: And this is exactly what just happened because I made you look at it from a different example, a different perspective, the advantages <laughs> of habitats in high density, you didn't understand. But mm-hmm. then you read it out loud and you said the advantages of habitats with low vegetation. I'm like, no, 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 no. It should say disadvantages because mm-hmm. the young are in low vegetation and it affects reproductive numbers because they don't have that many babies. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: Ooh. Okay, that's a little bit of your kryptonite. You got to be very careful with that. Okay. All right, here we go. Next. Why
1: does the professor mention the population density of black caps in two different habitats?
0: All right, here we go. Black caps in two different habitats. Now, forest and streams. Well, basically, everything is... And guys, that is the end. sorry for interrupting it so quickly and just like, you know, basically, I guess <laughs> stopping it. But nonetheless, there was about two minutes left, but, you know, I'm just trying to make content and stuff. I'm doing a batch content creation currently. So I do apologize that it's a little bit less, but I'm planning on starting up a subscription service for everyone out there that is very affordable and would be able to check out a lot of the videos that I do with my coaching students, trying to figure that out, of course. And uh, with that being said, guys, I'm very, very grateful for all of you out there for tuning into this a wonderful madness. And with that being said, if you guys have any other questions about the things that I have available, and, of course, the Black Friday that's approaching very, very soon, let me know. I'm your host, as always, over and out.